From sunny Minnesota, this is the Ride Ready Podcast, brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. I am Joe Zemer, and I am not an expert. But today, I am joined by an expert. Polaris service engineer Tim Nelson is here to talk about removing your off-road vehicle from storage. As we creep closer and closer to spring, you might be getting ready to get your ORV out of the garage. If so, this conversation will help you prepare as you prepare for the riding season. We are thrilled to be joined in the podcast studio today by Tim Nelson. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Introduce yourself to us. Tell us about your work history here at Polaris and your day-to-day activities. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Uh, I've been here about five and a half years now. I'm the service engineer for Polaris Razor, recently coming over from the Slingshot team. Uh, like I said, five and a half years. I started out here in uh, technical service on our off-road team. From there, went to... Uh, uh, some other service roles, and then back into service engineering here. Loving it day-to-day. As a service engineer, I'm responsible for the product serviceability for, uh, like I said, for all of our Razor vehicles. So making sure when they get to the field uh, that our customers and our dealers can have the information that they need to to service our vehicles, uh, make sure they have the parts parts and documentation available, and make sure the vehicles are nice and easy for them to work on. We'll talk about storage here. Um, this is one of those main items that we want to make sure we uh, we have accounted for in the design of the vehicle. When you're not at work, what kind of riding do you like to do? Around here, it's mostly woods. We don't really, uh, Minnesota isn't necessarily the dune area, uh, so it's it's all woods. Uh, there's a decent amount of mud. It's, it's a lot of fun around here. We've been real lucky with our state forests and the, the trails that we have around here. Do you have a favorite vehicle to take out? I love my four-wheelers. I, uh, like I said, I, I'm responsible for Razor, and I've had Razors before, uh, but I love the, uh, the very rough riding experience or the very connected riding experience of a, of a sportsman, and it's also just a little easier to haul around and pull the driveway with. Well, we never quite know when spring's going to hit here in Minnesota. We think it might be soon, so this could be topical when you're listening to this. We're going to talk about removing that off-road vehicle from storage, and let's start, Tim, with the stuff that we should be doing before we even start that vehicle for the first time in the spring. What are some of the things we need to make sure we're taking a look at and keeping an eye on before we start it up? Yeah, so I'll preface saying that the owner's manual is your your main source of information here. We know that we, you, you've hit on that in the podcast before, but we certainly want to make sure that we're we're looking at that owner's manual. We put a lot of time and resources into making sure the information there is is accurate and it provides the most value to the customer that it can. Right. So take a look at the the maintenance chart. Get familiar with the maintenance chart in that owner's manual, and then we have specific sections in the owner's manual for storing your vehicle. Uh, not only preparing the vehicle for storage, whether it be winter, summer, et cetera, uh, but, but pulling the vehicle out of storage as well. There's, there's some things in there that you may not necessarily expect or you may not necessarily think about the first time you start up your, your Razor, your General, your uh, Sportsman after storing it for a few months. And we'll put a link to those owner's manuals in the description of this episode too. They are all available online, so that's a very good resource for you. Now let's pick Tim's brain. Tim, what, where should we start? Do we want to start with the battery? That's a very important one. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the battery is one of those things. We, we do get questions about the usage type for uh, off-road vehicles. It's not necessarily like your car, right? It's you tend to ride it, and then it sits for a little while. And then you ride it, and then it sits. 
Uh, you're not necessarily always going to be going out and starting it every day, especially storing it for the winter. Uh, So for something like that battery where it's obviously so critical, it it provides the the power needed to start the vehicle, um, and it's being worked hard when you are starting that vehicle, when you're not really maintaining it every day as the vehicle's running, uh, it, it does require a little bit more attention. So part of that is preparing the vehicle for storage in the winter, making sure we have a battery tender hooked up, most of our vehicles, um, especially 2020 uh, new vehicles, uh, do have either a battery tender lead directly built into the vehicle, and it's a standard um, SAE-type battery charger connection. Or if they don't have that, uh, a lot of them you can charge straight through the 12-volt uh, adapter right on the dash or, or the pod if you've got a, an ATV. Uh, again, refer to the owner's manual. Uh, but when you do that, you, you can have that tender hooked up uh, while the unit's in storage. And then when you take it out of storage, you're kind of done with it. Take a look at the battery. If, you, if it requires, you know, any sort of fluid maintenance, you'll, uh, you'll see openable caps on the top. Uh, but you'll, you'll want to check the water level in that battery. Make sure it's sufficient. Check the charge on that battery. Uh, make sure the terminals are nice and clean. That's one of those things that we do see or that we can see after a vehicle sits for a while. Uh, so you'll get once in a while, depending on especially storage con- conditions, you may see some, uh, we'll say, green fuzzy stuff. It's a little bit of corrosion, surface corrosion on those battery terminals. Use a mixture of baking soda and water to clean that off. And then to prevent it in the future, whether it be before storage or right after cleaning them, I use either a dielectric grease or petroleum jelly or a commercially available grease to cover those battery terminals and make sure that does not reoccur. A, a quick note on battery charging, uh, make sure we're using a charger that is correct for the type of battery that's in these vehicles. A lot of our vehicles use an AGM, an absorbed glass mat style battery. Uh, those do require a specific type of charger. They're very commercially available but you have to make sure it's compatible with AGM style batteries because they do use a a different charging method than your traditional uh, wet cell batteries. Another thing we'll recommend is checking the fastener tightness. Why are we checking all our fasteners if we haven't been driving the vehicle much over the winter? Yeah, so the the fastener tightness, whether it be batteries or the fasteners on the entire vehicle, it's it's very critical. Uh, You never know what what may have occurred or what may have loosened up throughout the previous riding riding season. If it's the battery, if we get a battery cable loose, we could have a potential situation where where you go to start the vehicle after storage and it won't start if we have a loose battery cable. So... uh, Checking those, again, referring to the owner's manual for the instructions there, making sure they're clean. Fluid levels, what are we looking for? Ideally, you check the fluid levels before you're storing the vehicle for the season. So your your demand drive fluid, so which is your front gear case, your transmission fluid, making sure those are clean, making sure they are to the correct level. Uh, again, refer to your owner's manual for that. Uh, general lubrication of uh, any of the chassis lubrication points on the vehicle. If you can, change the engine oil before you store the vehicle for the uh, for the season for the winter. If you haven't changed the oil, uh, make sure you change it before you uh, really operate the vehicle after pulling it out of storage. That's going to be really critical. Um, if you did change it before the season, just make sure it's nice and clean. Make sure the level is accurate and where it's supposed to be. 
We want to make sure the vehicle has all the proper fluids in the proper levels and good, clean fluids it needs to give you a really safe and successful riding season. Let's hit again on lubrication points. What is really important to know? Well, one really important thing to know about lubrication is is we've really worked on, uh, again, part of my job, and then everyone here at Polaris, we want to make that experience better, as, as great as possible for, for our customers and riders. Uh, one of those things has been uh, chassis lubrication and, and vehicle lubrication points. On a lot of our off-road vehicles, we've moved to essentially maintenance-free suspension bushings. Uh, they used to have uh, grease fittings, and, and some vehicles up until um, you know 2018, 2019 will still have grease fittings on the uh, suspension bushings. So that's one point. Um, get a couple of pumps of grease in there. Don't over-grease it. Just get a couple of pumps of grease in there, making sure there's there's good grease in that in that joint. Uh, another point is our prop shaft U joints. Depends on the vehicle. Refer to your owner's manual. There there be a reference point in there if there are grease points on the vehicle. But those U joints are another point that we that we do see a need for for grease, especially after you're pulling it out for the season or right before you store it for a long period of time. Ideally, uh, stabilizer bar bushings. Uh, most of our vehicles have a front and rear stabilizer bars, and most of those will have grease fittings on the bushings themselves. That's where the stabilizer bar actually attaches to the to the chassis, to the frame of the vehicle. Again, get a couple of pumps of grease in there. You don't necessarily need to pump until clean grease comes out, but get some fresh grease in there. And then one other point is the the control cables. A lot of our side-by-sides, maybe all of our side-by-sides now use uh, some sort of electronic throttle control. So you don't necessarily have a throttle cable. Um, However, a control cable would be something like the throttle cable on some of our ATVs and then the throttle or and then the shift cable. So the the cable that goes between the the vehicle shifter on some vehicles to the transmission. Uh, We wanna make sure that's clean, that's properly adjusted. Any sort of free play adjustment that we give in the owner's manual that we we adjust to that point. I think the next step, the next logical step then is fuel. What is important to know about the fuel we're putting in our vehicle right now? Fuel is really important. So that kind of hits on the the, the usage style of our vehicles, again, this is, you know, most of our vehicles are built and designed specifically for 87 octane fuel, maximum 10% ethanol content there. You don't necessarily have to use a 91 octane non-ethanol fuel before storage. Uh, if you are using 87 and you're going to store the vehicle, make sure you're using a fuel treatment, uh, something like our Polaris Advanced Fuel Treatment add the recommended amount to the fuel tank. And then that way, when you take the vehicle out of storage for, for your riding season, the fuel's in good condition, the fuel system's in good condition. The vehicle's going to start real nicely, uh, especially when you talk about the ethanol, some of the ethanol fuels. Those will break down naturally over uh, extended storage periods. Those advanced fuel treatments are, are specifically designed to address that and prevent that. So you, again, you have a successful uh, start and a successful uh uh, riding season there. We've brought this up before on the podcast in various episodes, but it's probably worth hammering home again. We always talk about fresh fuel. Why do we need to make sure we have fresh fuel now instead of, say, just dumping whatever's in a gas can that's been sitting in the garage with that vehicle over the winter? Yeah, we get that uh, question once in a while. Yeah, not using that fuel that's, like you said, been sitting in a gas can in the garage for 
who knows how long, I don't know how long the fuel has been sitting in my gas can in the garage, uh, especially after the winter season. Uh, I probably don't know what I put in there last, 87, 91, et cetera. If it's a premix, you want to make sure. So if you have any two-stroke or any engines that require premix, and you accidentally accidentally put that in your ATV or in your razor, that can certainly cause issues. So you wanna make sure that you are going to a well-traveled fuel station, you're getting the recommended fresh fuel, uh, and then you've also gotta consider there as the year goes, the fuel does change through the seasons, the blends do change, and making sure you have that winter blend or making sure you have the correct blend for the season uh, again, we'll we'll make sure you have a successful start of the season. One thing that might pop up, say you are living in the country or you just have a, a shed that's not the cleanest, uh, you might get some vermin. What a, How should we be checking to make sure we don't have any mice, squirrels, other stowaway friends in that vehicle? Yeah, stowaway friends. Uh, that's something we do <laughs> we do hear from customers. I, I've dealt with that myself before, and it's it's one of those things that kind of no matter where you live, it's it's certainly possible. You'll find a pile of dog food all of a sudden sitting in the back corner of the garage. And so the main areas that we see, the engine air box, so where your air filter is housed, make sure nothing got in there and they built themselves a nice little, nice little nest in there. Check all the wiring on the vehicle. These little guys tend to chew on wiring or tend to enjoy chewing on wiring. And we certainly want to make sure that we, uh, that before we start the vehicle at the beginning of the season, we're not going to be in for an ugly surprise when we start it. Um, your headlights, your taillights are working. Uh, all the engine harnesses are, uh, are in good condition. All your fuel lines are good, in good condition. Um, we just want to make sure uh, we, we check that before we get any surprises. Well, we're in that airbox. Is that a good time to check the filter too? Yeah, ideally, you definitely change the filter or uh, or at the minimum, shake it out, clean it before you store it for the season. Kind of regardless if you did or not, um, that's still one of those things that you want to check after this after storage as well. Pull that air filter out. Make sure it's in good condition. The pleats are in good condition. There's not ex- excessive dirt or debris in the filter. And it gives you a good start to the season, right? It, it's not something that you then have to chase down in a month because... You didn't change it at the beginning of the season. Give yourself a nice, good, fresh start for the season. Nice, fresh air filter, nice, fresh maintenance items. It's just one less thing to worry about, and you can go out and ride. Some of these vehicles here in Minnesota might have gotten a little bit of use in the winter. Maybe you had a plow on or something like that. What do you need to do with some of those winter accessories that were installed over the winter and have been used sporadically? Yeah, a couple of the top things that I can think of are your winch items uh, for a plow. I, I use a strap for the winch, so I change that out for a, a new fresh uh, winch cable every year. Um, it's it's cheap assurance. Most of our vehicles also have some sort of suspension adjustment that you can do for increased load on the suspension, whether it be a preloaded, a simple preload adjustment or some sort of spring blocker. That's one of those things you're not going to want to ride with those uh, changes on your Razor, sportsman, etc. You're not going to ride with the want to ride with those changes that you made to put a plow on the vehicle during normal season. Pretty much all of those things are certainly easy enough to deal with in the uh, when you're pulling the vehicle out for the for your riding season. Again, whether it be a, a simple spring blocker, a preload adjustment, 
We want to make sure all that's accurate for your best writing experience versus your best uh, work experience uh, with that heavy plow on there during the winter. Is there anything else that you're going to make sure to check before we put the key in the ignition or start up the vehicle for the first time? Um, another one of those things is tires. Uh, tires are literally just between you and the trail. There's there's nothing else there. Uh, so we want to make sure we take a look at all of all four or six of your tires and making sure that there's no there's no age cracking. Um, your tire pressure is set accurately to what we recommend in the owner's manual. Uh, your tread depth is satisfactory, again, according to your owner's manual. And there's also no weird wear patterns that, that may indicate an, another issue, such as a steering alignment concern or something like that. Let's make sure those contact patches between you and the trail are as good as they can be. Let's take a look at our suspension adjustments as well. Again, I hit a little bit on that with the plow, but make sure your preload adjustments and your shock adjustments and... Uh, and all your suspension adjustments are correct according to your owner's manual, especially if you've had any any accessories to the vehicle or if anything's changed with the vehicle over the winter. I know I can't leave my uh, Sportsman alone very well during the winter. It always ends up with something that it didn't go into storage with, uh, so make sure that's all correct. There is a quick checklist you can go to in your owner's manual before you start that vehicle, your pre-ride inspection, Tim, what does the owner's manual tell us we should be looking for there? Yeah, take a look in your owner's manual for what we call the periodic maintenance chart. It, it lists a few different intervals in there for maintenance items, a pre-ride inspection, daily inspection, weekly. We want to make sure that we take a look at that list. Uh, that list has some things that you wouldn't necessarily think about uh, when you're, you know, right before you're preparing for a trip or right before you're pulling your vehicle out for storage, something like a brake fluid level. Um, it's kind of easy to forget about, but it's absolutely crucial. And it's it's one of those things that we want to make sure that we check along with that our, our brake lever travel, making sure our brakes feel normal, making sure nothing changed while the vehicle was in storage. We've also got frame fasteners on that list. Uh, some airbox items are coolant. That ideally should be something you do before storage is you're checking that your coolant, your antifreeze for a proper concentration of antifreeze so you don't have to deal with any freezing issues of the coolant over the winter, uh, specifically in the cold com- climates, obviously. Uh, and then taillights, headlights, any sort of working lights. Yeah, that periodic maintenance chart is really going to be what you want to reference to make sure you're not forgetting anything to make sure that you're keeping up with uh, all the vehicle maintenance and, and, and everything that gives you that successful riding season we all look forward to so much. All right, now we're going to start the vehicle up. I think we should point out, don't start that thing up in an enclosed area for the first time. <laughs> get, it, yep. get it outside, be safe. Uh, now we're going to start riding. At the start of the riding season, should I ride differently than I was at the end of the riding season? Is this similar to breaking my vehicle in for the first time? Yeah, it's really similar to breaking your vehicle in for the first time. So you'll certainly want to pay attention a little bit more. Um, when a vehicle sits for sits for a few months, things aren't moving. Um, again, you, you know, you could have old older fuel in there, depending on what you did to the vehicle over the season. Uh, that could affect things. So just make sure you're paying attention as you're riding. You're listening. You got your ears open. You're, you're making sure that the steering is responsive. You're making sure that the brakes are, are responsive. Everything's working the right way it should. That just gives you the best uh, chance for a successful start to your riding season. 
and it lets you know if, if you do need to do, do a maintenance item, get it done early in the season when it's not necessarily prime wide, you know, riding weather. Speaking of weather, we've talked a lot about weather as it relates to the Minnesota winter here, where not everyone is suffering through a Minnesota winter like we are. So if someone's living in a different climate, maybe they're in the warmer climate, and they just put their razor away for the extremely warm months um, in Arizona or someplace. How does this differ based on climate? Yeah, growing up in the cold, that always blew my mind, putting your vehicle away for the warm weather. But, I, I, you know, I guess that's what you get in our in our great country of climates. So storing the vehicle is going to be a little bit different depending on climate and exposure. Uh, focusing on, on cold for now, um, cold, uh, one of the things you'll want to take a look at and, and worry about is your battery. Um, there is distilled water in your battery. Batteries can freeze depending on where you're storing your vehicle. So if there is an opportunity for something like that, for any sort of envir- environmental damage or any sort of freezing on anything in the vehicle, either take a look at where the ba- where the vehicle's actually stored or you're certainly okay to remove the battery for the winter. In fact, in our owner's manual, we recommend if the vehicle's stored for more than three months, you should remove the battery and put it in a cool, dry place during storage. You can put a battery straight on concrete that is left over from old battery technology with wooden and steel battery cases. So it's totally okay to take your battery out and put it in a nice, cool, climate-controlled area of your garage uh, where it's going to stay dry and it's not going to freeze. Looking at warmer weather, uh, one of the things we got to consider is is sun exposure. Uh, A lot of times when you don't have to worry about snow and ice and freezing, etc., you're more apt to store the vehicle outside under a cover. If you are covering your vehicle, make sure you use one of our genuine Polaris accessory covers. Uh, a lot of aftermarket covers have plastic or some sort of PVC liner. Problem is those don't breathe. So if you get any, any moisture underneath the cover as the vehicle warms up under the sun, you can actually cause corrosion because the moisture has nowhere to go. Uh, that's one of the things to hit on. Um, other, otherwise, like I said, uh, sun exposure, making sure some of the vehicle components are covered. Uh, one of the things there is tires. The sun does uh, nasty things to, or can do nasty things to tires over long periods of storage. Well, there you have it. Hopefully you are now ready for the spring riding season. Tim, thanks for stopping by, and we really appreciate all the, uh, all the knowledge. Yeah, thanks, Joe, for having me. It was good fun. The Ride Ready Podcast is brought to you by the Polaris Help Center, your first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. Look for the Help button in the upper right-hand corner of any Polaris brand website. Remember, all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, and protective clothing and footwear. Read, understand, and follow your owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Ride within the limits of your own abilities and never engage in stunt or exhibition driving.